This episode of the AT Tips Cast is sponsored by the Practical and Fun Guide to Assistive Technology in Public Schools. Pirates, monsters, monkeys, and more keep you engaged as you learn tips, strategies, and insights that will help improve your assistive technology program. You can learn more about the book with the orange cover from the website www.isti.org slash chewat. That's isti.org slash chewat. Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bouguet. This is episode number 74, recorded on May 1st, 2011. Happy Better Hearing and Speech Month, everyone! To celebrate Better Hearing and Speech Month, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about my Uncle Mike. Have I ever told you about my Uncle Mike? Well, he's quite the character in our family. He's the guy with all the jokes, all the witty humor, and all the great quotes that bear repeating. For instance, forever and always, when we'd get together for family parties around report card time, my mother would tell my brother and I to bring our report cards to show Grandma. So proud, my brother and I would walk up to Grandma and show her our report cards. My grandmother, in turn, would say, Wow, a 90 in English, nicely done, or something along those lines. My Uncle Mike, however, had a very different take on the situation. When we'd show him our report cards, his famous line was always, Oh, a 90% in English? That means there's 10% you don't know. Yeah, thanks for all the love there, Uncle Mike. Honestly, Uncle Mike was just joking around because he always had a big smile on his face. But now, with some recent consultations I've been doing, I'm wondering if he didn't have a point. How important is that missing 10%? Let's take a look as we examine AT tip number 199, Camera Phone Communication Context. I was recently called out to participate in a brainstorming session with a speech-language pathologist and a classroom teacher for a secondary student with Down syndrome. This is an older student who is quite popular within his high school. The student is very social, has lots of friends, and has a very active family who consistently go on family outings to sporting events, plays, museums, and other interesting places. When the student is speaking, he tends to talk rapidly, and that fact, coupled with some articulation difficulties, can decrease his overall intelligibility. That said, the speech-language pathologist and the classroom teacher estimate that he has successful communication interactions about 90% of the time. We determine that one of the major factors that lead to this high percentage of successful interactions is that he is often speaking within context. That is, when he comes back from PE class talking about basketball, the listener can use the context to figure out that he's trying to communicate about PE and basketball. Or, when he's talking about the computer, he can bring the listener over to the computer and show them that this is what he's talking about. When he's got a pencil and paper in his hands and he's showing them to you, it means that he's probably talking about the pencil and the paper. The problem that we were trying to brainstorm was the remaining 10% of the time. The teacher explained that, due to the fact that the family has such an active schedule, the student will often come into the school in the morning attempting to tell her about an event that took place the night prior. For these novel instances, she's been relying on communication with the student's parents, which are mostly via email. And that way she can know what's been done the night before and what she can expect that he'll be talking about. This strategy has been working okay, but it has its problems. First, it's only the teacher who's reading the emails, and she isn't the only person the student talks to. Classroom assistants, peers, and other educators are constantly coming and going in the room, and the student is communicating with all of them. 
Second, if for some reason the teacher has not received the information in time, she's left without a context. Without context, listeners were constantly struggling to understand what he was saying. With the problem clearly identified, we started brainstorming solutions. How could we bring context to these novel utterances and situations? This led us to his cell phone. The student carries a cell phone with him at all times, and I'm not even sure that the phone has cellular service. It may or may not, that doesn't really matter, but what it does have is a camera feature. We thought we could teach him to use the camera on his phone that he always carries with him so that he could take pictures of the events that he's going to. Then, when he comes into school the next day, he could show the pictures to his communication partners as they're talking, providing the missing context. We thought one of the skills that we need to work on was practicing taking pictures of signs, posters, and other indicators that would help the listener understand the event. That is to say, he might be interested in taking pictures of friends or family at the event, which of course is totally fine, but we wanted to show him how to pepper in some other contextual pictures as well. After trying the strategy for about two weeks, I came back out and met with the student. Sure enough, the student whipped out his cell phone and started showing me his pictures, telling me about a musical he attended and his family members that attended the show with him. I, an unfamiliar listener, got it all, and we closed that gap from 90% to about 98%. The teacher continues to report that this strategy is working well for him and that he continues to have more successful communication interactions. I suppose my Uncle Mike would say there's still 2% left to go, but no one is ever 100% effective at communicating, so I'll take a 98% anytime. Do you have a similar story? Did this trigger a student in your mind that could be using this strategy? Do you have a student who is using pictures to help provide contextual clues to communication partners? If so, let me know. I'd love to hear all about it. Write me at attipscast at gmail.com or post a comment to the blog site attipscast.wordpress.com or write me on the ATTipsCast Facebook page with your own story. Also, I made some minor tweaks to the blog site, including some additional pages at the top and links along the right side. So head on over to the blog and let me know what you think. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, and may all your communication interactions be at least 90% effective, especially during Better Hearing and Speech Month. <laughs>